0: Hi, this is Scott Kahn. Starting on Monday, October 14th, David and I will be off because of the holiday of Sukkot, Tabernacles. However, we'll be back with brand new episodes of Morning Drive Bible beginning on Wednesday, October 23rd. Our first topic when we get back will be the golden calf. There's lots of great stuff to discuss, so make sure you don't miss it. In the meantime, enjoy these classic episodes of Morning Drive Bible. Chag Sameach. Enjoy the holiday.
1: This podcast teaching is an honor of Glenda and Brad Pius out in Tulsa, Oklahoma, thank you very much for sewing in and committing yourselves to my work in Jewish-Christian relations. Good morning from Jerusalem. My name is David McCrutman. My name is Scott Kahn. And welcome to Morning Morning Drive Bible. Bible.
0: We're getting better every single time, David.
1: I think you were a little off. You want to try that again? No, I don't. You don't want to do it again?
0: I'm in the middle of drinking a cup of coffee this time. See? I, I know. You were right. I thought that I had the Bible spirit in myself that didn't require caffeine, but every once in a while I give in to the biological realities of my condition there of being human. And yes, Be a human. Being, a being a man, being a man, being a man, being a husband, being a husband, being. A, oh, we were talking about that last time, right. The difference we? between a husband and a scene. man, <laughs> and scene. Okay, okay. So now, being a husband, being a man, you said that a person has to withdraw to make himself less me in order to eventually come together as a full we, which makes him an even greater human being. Correct. Just like God did with humanity. Right. And that was an amazing idea. The idea that God himself withdraws because he wants us. He wants to have a relationship with humanity. Exactly. And if you look at the Bible, it's
1: all about God wanting to have a relationship with humanity and that humanity is freely
0: choosing God. In fact, that's really the story of the entire Hebrew Bible, the choice or lack thereof to have that relationship with God, God wanting us to have that relationship and our decision to do so and sometimes not to do so.
1: Let's recap. Definition of marriage is not a union of a man and a woman. A definition of a marriage is a reunion of a husband in his maleness and a wife in her femaleness coming together as one. That's the definition. That's a beautiful idea. Right. So... We talked about in the other episode, there are unions. There are very successful unions between people in order to go ahead and further a particular agenda, right? So you can have two partners who have a union about a contract in their business or in their relationship. Two countries can have a treaty. Can have a treaty. Exactly. But marriage is not a union.
0: Marriage is a reunion. Is a reunion. And it's also the creation of a unity, of a we, because even when two business partners are together, they can get out of the contract. They still have their own self-vested interests. Exactly. Even in what we call marriage today, it didn't work
1: out. Oops, let's get a divorce immediately. Let's separate
0: immediately. So that's what you were telling me off the air. A lot of people nowadays who think they're married actually are not really married. Question is, how many marriages today
1: are framed in the concept of reunions? I'm afraid to say most marriages today are framed in the concept of unions.
0: And that means that a lot of people don't even know what it is they're doing when they're married.
1: Correct. Because it's based upon something. Now we go back to the Seinfeld thing. Because I'm basing this marriage on material gain, a divine license for sex, a reason to be loved.
0: I am in love with love. It's like that ancient rabbinic teaching in Tractate Avot that says any love that's dependent upon something will not last. And any love that's not dependent upon something will last. Which basically, we go back to Seinfeld, is a love can't be dependent
1: on something. A love has to be dependent on nothing. Nothing. But nothing perhaps with a capital N. Yes, that's what we're talking about. Nothing, a real nothing. A real nothingness. That means there's
0: nothing in between the husband and a wife to prevent them from becoming one. Because anytime it's based on something, that something can always change in my mind. It can change in her mind. It can go away. If I love my wife because of something, should that something somehow not be there anymore, the love disappears as well because it was never a full love. It was a love of the something, not of her. Correct. If it's based on nothing, then it can never be severed. Exactly. Let's deal
1: with real marriages out there. Some people marry because of money, because there's there's some family money there, and if I marry into that, I get the money. But once the family fortune is gone, then the marriage is gone. There are people who marry because they believe in the sex of it
0: all. But once it's boring then that something is gone. Yeah, but David, you're saying things that most people will say, well, of course, that's not my marriage. But even marriages that people look at as not being based on something, it might be based on intellectual engagement. Exactly. Even things that seem to be very, very high level somethings are still somethings.
1: Sheldon from Big Bang Theory. That's a classic example of intellectualizing marriage. Right. They're both brainiacs, and they love going ahead and feeding off each other, but that's because of the intellectual thing what we're looking for in a biblical paradigm, the goal. And this is why it's it's extremely hard. We're saturated today with so much about the physical appearance, what people have defined what marriage is about. And if you look at, it at its core, it's simply this, something.
0: At the same time, David, tell me if you agree with this statement. I would argue that It's not that something doesn't matter. That something gets you into the marriage in the first place. It allows you to find a person with whom you're compatible, someone who you're attracted to, somebody that you like, someone with whom you can have an intellectual engagement. On the other hand, that has to be the starting point, but not the ultimate finishing point. That's a way of getting in. But once you're in, it can't be based upon that. Exactly. I agree with you.
1: At the end of the day, and that's why I ended off the podcast the way I did, are we saying, I love you? Because every time you start a sentence with I... It's about me. It's about me. But if I begin the sentence with you, I love, that means it's all you. I will take everything of you and you are important to me. Wow. All right. So hashtag you,
0: I love. Hashtag you, I love. From now on, no more I love you. We should do a t-shirt on this. You, I love. You, I love. Okay, so when the MorningDriveBible.com merch section goes up eventually, we'll be having hashtag you, I love t-shirts. That sound good? That sounds great. And remember to go to MorningDriveBible.com to get source sheets for every single episode of Morning Drive Bible where the sources we cite will be written over there, and you can take a look at them in the original. So the question comes up is how do we go from me to the eventual
1: new we? That's a good question. We should wait for next podcast to talk about the three essential ingredients on how you transform yourself from a man to a husband and from a woman to a wife. You actually have a recipe. There is an essential three components that we can at least learn from in order to get from the point of what the Bible is asking us to do.
0: Another cliffhanger. Another cliffhanger. I like
1: it. I'm into it. Stay tuned. Shalom from Jerusalem. This is David the Krapman. I'm Scott Kahn. This is Morning Drive Bible.